Next on BYU Sports Nation, we're all access with the Houston Cougar football program. Their head coach, Tony Levine, joins us live from deep in the heart of Texas. We'll also talk with one of the cornerbacks and find out what makes them a ball-hawking turnover machine. Tops in the nation. Plus, BYU quarterback Taysom Hill garnering more attention from one of the nation's top college football experts on the same day a Cougar alum earns Hall of Fame status. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Rise and shout, sports friends. Welcome to Wednesday, October 16th. I'm Spencer Linton, studio left. Our resident BYU Sports Dictionary, Jerem Jordan. Hello. What do you want to know? Studio right. Wherever and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Out of the gate, BYU quarterback legend Jim McMahon and Cougar volleyball great Michelle Fellows-Lewis inducted into the Utah Sports Hall of Fame last night. Yes. Congratulations. I clap. Let's get another rise and shout for that. McMahon broke 70 records at BYU. 70. That's pretty good. I know Ty Detmer is largely recognized as the greatest quarterback in BYU Cougar football history. Now, given, wait, now wait a minute. I don't know about that. Given the Heisman status, I, if, you polled, if you polled BYU Sports Nation, I would say... We're be, doing it later. Because, because of the recency factor, because Detmer is more fresh in the mind and more, he was more visible and he's the only Heisman Trophy winner, people will automatically give him the status as greatest quarterback in BYU football history. That's a fun argument. McMahon has an argument, and that's what I'm saying. I think he's the best in BYU history. He revolu- The dude revolutionized the passing attack at BYU. In a lot of ways, he paved the way for Steve Young and Robbie Bosco and then Ty Detmer. Like McMahon could flat out throw the football. And, and representing Roy Utah. How about that? Jim McMahon? Tell me something else that's come out of Roy Utah. Uh, I'm from Utah. I don't know. My, my hometown sure bordered Roy yeah. Clinton. I couldn't tell you. Jim McMahon, baby. Well, Nikki Fernandez comes from Roy High School, <laughs> one of our uh, BYU soccer Jim McMahon and greats. Nikki Fernandez. Yeah, so we've got to give Nikki her due credit. She'll join BYU Sports Nation later in the week. That's right. Representing the BYU women's soccer team, they host Pepperdine on Thursday. But congratulations to Jim McMahon and again to Cougar volleyball great Michelle Fellows-Lewis. A friendly reminder, you can listen to BYU Sports Nation on BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, Sirius XM Channel 143, and Dish Network 980. You can also catch the show on demand every afternoon at BYU Radio, sorry, at YouTube slash BYU Radio. YouTube.com slash... BYU Radio. They get it. They get it. Fine. That's how you listen, my friends. And this is how you join the conversation. Send your tweets to at BYU Sports Nation. And, of course, vote in our daily poll question at BYUTVSports.com. BYU fans, what worries you most about this weekend's matchup against Houston? Houston's undefeated record, 5-0. Houston's nation-leading turnover margin, 2.8 per game. BYU's first road game outside of Utah since August 31st. Houston's balanced attack, or nothing. I know what your answer is. I'm going to say this. They are plus 14 in the turnover margin. They have forced 18 turnovers and only given up the ball four times. That is number one in all the land. And so Houston's ability to get the ball, to create turnovers, is ultimately what's giving them the ability to win football games. They're 5-0. and Yeah, they haven't played anybody great. 
but they still won all the games, and they have the nation's best turnover margin. Yeah, this game is intriguing. If if Houston was three and two and whatnot, it, it might be kind of a boring matchup on paper. But because Houston's five and zero, oh, because they lead the nation in turnover margin, because uh, they have great balance on offense, and uh, they're doing a pretty good job. I think it's an intriguing matchup. It's one that BYU has to be ready for, yet I think one that BYU should win. And we'll dive inside some more of the specifics of this Houston Cougar football program throughout today's BYU Sports Nation. But now we give another rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic 1. First Team Taysom. The first three games, uh, Taysom averaged 35% completion percentage, 35. In the last three games, he's averaged 65%. ESPN college football analyst and BYU Sports Nation contributor Trevor Maddich on Taysom Hill's obviously improved passing. What's funny about this, Jerem, is let's, let's go back to right after the Utah game. I mean, this, this is what really bothers me. This really bothers me. People are... I heard some people say, I think Ammon Olsen should get a shot. Really? If this continues. That, that's, that's what would have been rational in that. Because 35% passing is unacceptable through three games. And BYU was 1-2. and two. So there was valid frustration. But it changed. Yeah, it changed. But again, I don't think it was all on Taysom. I don't think it ever was all on Taysom. You have to consider the receivers not catching balls. And weather being a factor, that, you know, playing in early. And the fact that he's a sophomore and it's new. It's a new offense. They're going at a breakneck speed. They had no rhythm. So it's not all on Taysom. It never was. That's really frustrated me. It's mostly on him, though. When, when it comes to how the percentage of passes completed, it's mostly on him. So for it to be 35 and then the last three to be 65... You you uh, you credit the receivers for catching more passes. You credit the line for blocking a little better. You credit Robert and I for s- slowing down the tempo a little bit, simplifying the offense a little bit. But mostly, it's Taysom Hill's ability to step, throw, complete, and it's been much better. And that's what we talked about on the show: is that it will be much better, and it and it has gotten better. With that backdrop, Taysom Hill named the midseason. First team all independent quarterback at on Phil Still's list. And Phil Still, if you're not familiar with who he is, one of the nation's leading college football experts. A lot of people consider his preseason magazine as like the magazine. The magazine to get you set for college football. Very respected guy. So he is named Taysom Hill, his first team quarterback, all independent. And and that brings up a separate conversation. But before we get to that, I'm gonna say this. Taysom Hill is the first team quarterback. Because of his overall athleticism, he still has an under 50% completion percentage overall. But he's first team because he's such a dynamic athlete. And people recognize that very early on in the Texas game. Okay, It didn't take a genius to figure out that the guy was special when he's running for 259 yards against the Texas Longhorns. No one else has done that. If, if Texas is so bad on defense, why hasn't someone else done that? It's because Taysom Hill is a straight-up baller. He is a really good quarterback. And so what I'm saying is, yeah, 35% completion percentage, but you give him time, you give him some leeway because there are outside factors and because he's so dangerous in other ways. It's okay. He's the first-team quarterback, and he has not thrown an aggregate of over 50% completion. 
Like he's still under 50%. So Taysom Hill, as the first-team all-independent quarterback, according to Phil Still, making waves, getting better. But I think that Phil Still's looking at this kid saying, he's shown me enough in the passing game, but really he's my first-teamer because he's just the best overall athlete at quarterback. Now, when you look at the all-independent team, that really has no meaning to me because of the teams involved. How can that mean nothing? Because it's just Notre Dame, Army, three and four, Idaho, Navy. The, name a single player on Navy's team. New Mexico State. Matalolo. He's not a player. He's a coach. <laughs> the, you can't name anybody on those. They don't have. They don't have great players. Uh, it's it's BYU and Notre Dame, essentially. And Taysom Hill is better than Tommy Reese. I'm pretty sure that's, Army had a running it. back that just ran for over 300 yards last Saturday in a game. He's not a good athlete? What's his name? Doesn't matter. I know the fact that I know that he ran for over 300 against, yards. Against who? He ran for over 300 yards in a game. But that doesn't, that doesn't make him a... Okay, so he's first team all independent. Congratulations. You're better than running backs at New Mexico State. Notre Dame, BYU. Good Good job. It, what more importantly to me is that Taysom, Taysom Hill's progress. First team all independent, that's nice. And it's midseason, by the way. At the end of the year, if he's first team all independent, that's, that's cool. It's not as cool as like being first team all Mountain West or all whack back in the day. If there were a couple other teams and two or three other kind of more competitive teams, it'd be more meaningful. But that's not the discussion here. The discussion is Taysom Hill is much better. BYU goes one and two through the first three games. He throws 35%. BYU's on a three-game win streak, and he's throwing at 65%. And he's connecting with Cody Hoffman, which is extremely important for these last six games. Taysom Hill, again, we, we agree on the fact that, yeah, he, he is an absolutely outstanding athlete. 19th in total offense in the country. There are hardly, hardly anyone is doing what he's doing through the air and on the ground. So while the independent factor is in place because BYU is one of seven independents across the country. I think if you put Taysom Hill in the Mountain West Conference, or if you put him in the All-American Conference, or whatever they call that new thing now. The American. Sorry, the American. Athletic Conference. That's how much I care about it. You throw him... He's second team in the American, probably. Maybe third. Because Teddy Bridgewater's first. But he's still up there, right? Yeah. I never said he wasn't. So who cares if he's... So it doesn't matter because he's in a group of bad teams, re- relative unknowns. He's still a dynamic athlete, and so for any any first team designation means something. And it just in, doesn't mean very much. You're in a group with Notre Dame. That's it, though. They That's have, it. It's they have Notre a Dame. senior quarterback, Tommy Reese. He's not that good. Upper echelon program. You have a sophomore, Taysom Hill. He is labeled as a better quarterback than the starter at Notre Dame. Agreed. That matters. That only that, that it's better than Notre Dame. Who cares about New Mexico State and Idaho? Who cares? I'm just saying, if you're first team anything, it matters. Topic two. The Hoff is back. And Taysom's gonna throw it again. Looks deep downfield. There's Hoffman! Touchdown! Dave McCann on Saturday calling Cody Hoffman's catch versus Georgia Tech. And what a catch it was, uh, the longest touchdown catch of Cody Hoffman's career. Uh, named now, now, here's where it's interesting. All-independent team. Cody Hoffman named second-teamer. Uh, part of that is because he's only played in four of the six games. And then another part is he's, he's had two really good games and then two games where he struggled. He didn't play in the Virginia game due to a hamstring. 
and he didn't play against Middle Tennessee due to suspension of uh, violation of team rules. Against Texas and Utah State combined, five catches, 104 yards, no touchdowns. Utah and Georgia Tech combined, 13 catches, more than double, 207 yards, almost exactly double, and a touchdown. Now, BY, uh, Cody Hoffman's, he re-broke out, if you will. Yeah. Uh, Utah, he had the eight catches uh, in that game for over 100 yards, and then in the first half against Georgia Tech, he was awesome. Five catches, 99 yards, and a touchdown. It was super weird that he didn't get a catch in the second half. He gets one catch. He's the all-time leader in BYU history. He is tied with Dennis Pitta right now with 221. And he would have got over 100 yards. I was hoping so bad that he would get a catch in the second half, but he didn't. So he's going to become the all-time leader at BYU. He's, so he's named second team all-independent by Phil Steele. He's second team? Yeah. That's, so that tells you... So just as much to me as Taysom being named first says nothing... Being named second for Hoffman says that much more because of how weak those teams are. Hoffman's a really good receiver, but he's only had two good games this year so far. He's gonna have he's gonna he's gotta have sixty catches the last six games if BYU is gonna be successful. Right now he has what, eighteen? Eighteen catches on the season. He is a dynamic player, an NFL receiver. BYU's gotta use him. And being second team all independent probably doesn't mean anything to him. But hopefully it's a little motivating. You're a you're a kind of a first second team All American, not second. He team was all a preseason preseason second team All American on Phil Stills' list. Not all independent, which is comprised of seven teams, including Old Dominion. We're talking about all of college football. Yeah, second team wide receiver, FBS active leader in receptions. What is it? Second in touchdowns and third in receiving yards, something like that. He is he's a really good receiver. BYU's got to have Georgia Tech and Utah games out of him the rest of the year. He's finally healthy. I think that's the big key. He says he finally feels 100%. And you can't really argue with that on that catch that he had against Georgia Tech. Number three in the top ten on sports and a number six over the weekend. And, uh, man, the... the the fact that he even made the catch with the defender pulling him down uh, on his back, it was pass interference. He's catching the ball like Willie Mays style over his head, somehow corrals it, keeps it from falling to the ground. In his hands, by the way. It wasn't like you, no, not to his body. you and I where we kind of bring our arms together and tuck our elbows into our chest and kind of cradle it that way. In his hands. He just snatched the it. Air. Yeah. Give me that. Give me some of that. Give me that. Touchdown. Uh, but it took six games to get that wow factor. Here's so, what he really said. Boom shakalaka. Yeah. Well, that's what everybody should have been saying. <laughs> Good grief. What a catch that was. So the Hoff is back. It took a re-breakout game against Georgia Tech to do it. But it's good to see him back on track. Topic three. We have a problem, BYU. They're number one in the country in turnover margin, plus 2.8 per game. And, and that's how they you know, get big scores. So they forced 18 turnovers. They forced 10 fumbles and 8 interceptions. When a team gets in the knack of forcing turnovers and they're taking care of the ball like that, that's the risk factor for BYU going down. BYU TV analyst Blaine Fowler on Houston's nation-leading turnover margin and the risk the obvious, clear risk it poses for BYU and every opponent the Cougars have or will play this season. So it's plus 14, and this goes back to our poll question, Jerem. What concerns you most about Houston football? 
I mean, that that plus 14, it's plus 2.8 per game. So that means they are getting almost three more turnovers a game per game than your opponent. Per game. That is a ridiculous number. The last 18 games, they forced at least two turnovers. That's amazing. Given the fact that that's what we've talked about for next level kind of stuff with this BYU defense, which is tremendous, and I probably wouldn't trade for hardly any other defenses in the country. The next the next step is turnovers, and then the, BYU kind of skipped a step, but it's part of the step, but they kind of skipped a, skipped a step. They said, well, hey, you want turnovers? How about we score off those turnovers? The last three games, BYU scored. The safety, pick six, pick six. We're still trying to figure out if a BYU team has ever, ever done that. We're told 1990 is the last time that happened. That's a year where BYU has a Heisman Trophy winner and is ranked as high as fourth in the country that that season. Three straight games. Safety. Awesome. Touchdown. Touchdown. Kyle Vanoi, two of those, and then Alani Fua. And the part of this is maybe BYU blows these teams out because those plays are a part of it. Alani Fua has sealed the deal. The pick six set the tone for the Utah State game. And then the safety is just two points in a blowout. So none of those games were close, but maybe that's for a reason. Maybe because Taysom Hill talked about this, that it's that much easier for the offense to play, but you've got to think for the opposing team, oh shoot, they just it's tough to score on them, and they just scored off us from their defense. It's demoralizing. Yeah. It is demoralizing for a team like BYU to score on you. So, that said, Houston creating so many turnovers is going to be a really intriguing storyline to watch during this game. Uh, because BYU's defense is so solid, and they have scored the last three games. We'll see if they can make it four in a row, which would be pretty unheard of, unheralded almost. Um, but that's a huge storyline to watch because Houston is very much a ball-hawking defense. They will come after you and rip at that ball, scrape at it. They're all over the place. They have good athletes. They're fast. Uh, they're furious. So Fast that, and furious. Okay. Tokyo Drift? Not Tokyo Drift style. Okay. okay. That's like Alabama. Yeah, the, Alabama the, the is Drift. Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Other things you need to know about Houston. So 2.8 turnover margin per game leads the country. They've scored in every quarter this year. All 20 quarters. Uh, wow. 5-0. and oh. So their, their offense is good. We're used to, okay, uh, Case Keenum and all these guys with Houston, they're going to sling it, right? Pass it a ton. They've rushed three more times than they have passed on the year. That's called balance. That's what their that's what their coach Tony Levine brings to that program. A new twist is they have some balance. Also, it's a road game. You're playing in an NFL stadium. There are going to be some interesting dynamics for this this football team or this football program uh, that BYU is going up against. Because remember the last time BYU left the state, didn't pan out so well. Yeah, it was the monsoon in Virginia, but this is the first time that BYU will leave the state of Utah since that debacle to open the season. I'm very interested to watch how BYU handles a an NFL stadium on the road. Yeah, there are going to be a lot of BYU supporters there, but still. It's, it's not an NFL team they're facing. That's the good news. It's it, Houston. It's the next road an game. An undefeated Houston. Um, in an NFL stadium. So turnovers, road game, undefeated. Maybe a lot of people aren't worried. Who knows? And we'll update the poll results right now. That's leading the way, 43%. I'm not worried on what worries you most about this weekend's matchup against Houston. Second is Houston's nation-leading 2.8 turnover margin. 
Yeah, very quickly, Houston head coach Tony Levine has rescheduled for tomorrow's show due to a meeting this morning in his place. We will be joined by the one and only David Nixon, a Texas kid from deep in the heart of the Lone Star State. We all win, right? Tony Levine tomorrow, David Nixon today. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, we have more good stuff inside a Cougar showdown at the Houston, Texas Stadium. This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Tyler Haas, and you are in BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Go Cougs! Tyler Haas, thank you very much. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Jerem Jordan, Spencer Linton here. You can follow us on Twitter at Jerem Jordan. And at Spencer underscore Linton, join the show's growing Twitter following at BYU Sports Nation. Cue that NBA jam music, Aaron. Yeah! Fill in the groove now. This Friday, October 18th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Watch Boom Shakalaka! The BYU Basketball Showcase live from the Smith Fieldhouse. Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler hosting the Can't Miss event, which features a three-point shootout, skills competition, and dunk contest. Don't miss it. Boom shakalaka, Friday night. Boom shakalaka! 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. I hear this music and I think, I will take the Charlotte Hornets with Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning, please. <laughs> who, was, who was on the Miami Heat team? Was it like Ronnie Cycli? And uh, like Tim Hardaway. <laughs> awesome. What a great video game. We welcome into the program. A defensive star from the University of Houston, cornerback Zach McMillan. He has started 30 games, has two interceptions to lead his team. Zach, how is the weather in Houston right now, my friend? Uh, you know, it's it's warm down here. It's warm down here, but, you know, we have a little rain, so, so you know, we, we staying kind of cool. Well, thank goodness but, uh, we're playing yeah. the, the game's being played indoors, right? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're, uh, we'll be playing in 65-degree weather and on the air <laughs> conditioning. So, yes, sir. Zach, you've had an interesting uh, season in terms of where you play the home games. Uh, Paint t- uh, Houston Red, I believe, is the the hashtag to use there. But you guys have played in a couple different stadiums. The, you, last week you played in uh, the Dynamo Stadium. This week it's the Texans Stadium. How different is that, not playing at your own stadium while it's being uh, a new stadium is being constructed? Um, you know, I, I think it's uh, it's different just in the fact that, you know, you, you, sometimes you don't have that home field advantage. But, uh, you know, I think our fans do a wonderful job, you know, coming wherever we go and just showing up, whether it be out of town or in town. They just show up wherever it is and uh, are loud and, and, and just, you know, cheering, cheering us on. Talking with Zach McMillan, cornerback of the Houston Cougars, joining BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Zach, you're going to play in the Houston Texans stadium, and they haven't had a great season. In fact, they've they've been under a lot of scrutiny. Uh, they're getting a lot of criticism from all of the uh, the nationwide NFL fans. So, do you feel like the Houston Cougar football team owes it to the city of Houston to uh, represent? <laughs> well, you know, I I, I think that uh, my Texans gonna get get back on track <laughs> if they let my quarterback play. But uh, Who, who's your quarterback? Uh, Case Keenum. Okay, Case Keenum. your boy yeah. Case Keenum. That's right. Yeah, yeah but now, nah, um, you know, I really, I think, I think we take pride in just you know playing in Houston, and you know it's a wonderful city, and you know we 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 want to be that future team, you know, for Houston. But we do realize sometimes you do take a back seat to the Texans, but. We just continue to keep keep working hard and, and, and knowing, you know, nobody wants to see a loser. So, you know, we just try and keep winning. 
So your dad plays at Houston, and then he plays nine years in the NFL with the Vikings and Oilers. So have you grown up kind of a uh, just a Houston football fan? I know the Oilers went to Tennessee, and then the Texans came. Are, have you been a Texans fan since they came back or started? <laughs> most, most, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. You know, I uh, I, I was having to cheer on, I guess, Tennessee for a little bit, but I I, I do think, think of myself as a as a Texans fan for a while. You know, I, like I said, it's hard to cheer for a losing team, and so – you know, as of late, when they've been winning all these games, it's been it's been helpful to cheer for, especially against some Cowboys and everybody on our on our team from Dallas likes to cheer for. But you know, I, I do call myself a fan. Nice, Zach McMillan, cornerback from the University of Houston, joining BYU Sports Nation. Zach, your team leads the nation in turnover margin. Jeremy and I have been talking about a number of things that Houston is doing very well. You're undefeated. You're getting votes in the coaches' poll right now. What is it that makes your defense such a ball hawking, give me that ball type of defense? <laughs> uh, you know, I think uh, I think that when you work on it every day, like our co- our defensive back coach and our defensive coordinator, just stress on just you know turn, turning the ball over and working at the football when somebody's carrying the ball, whether they have good good ball carrying skills or or they're loose with it, we still try to work on it regardless. And we actually have a day on uh, Tuesday where we just can solely focus on turning over the ball and, uh, and all our drills. And if you know you don't reach a certain amount of turnovers, then there's going to be like a certain amount of punishment for it. So, give us an example of punishment. Oh uh, well, you know it's just really it's 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 team motivated. And you know, hey man, we didn't we didn't get any interceptions in seven on seven. Let's do some push ups. Or you know, it's it's all it's all on on us. It's not that it would be the coaches would be. You know the players being motivated by it, or let's run some sprints after after if we didn't, you know, strip the ball and, and team run. So you know, it's just really and truly, it's it's, it's inner team motivated. Gotcha. So if it's based on games, you guys haven't do, had to do a single push up. It sounds like because <laughs> no, you're turning it yet. over. <laughs> not yet. You're right about that. Anything to make you run less. You know, I, yeah, that motivates me. I never been. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to run. That's for cross country. Look, looking yeah. at your looking at your schedule, uh, it, it's interesting that you make the transition from Conference USA to the American. You have an auto bid opportunity. The BYU game in the context of that doesn't really matter, but it appears that BYU is the strongest team on your schedule up to this point. What do you think of the Cougars? Um, I think they're an excellent coach team. I've been watching college football for a long time, and it just seems like they're always so well prepared when they go into football games. You know, they're they're a mature football team where, you know, they don't make a lot of mistakes. And so, you know, you have to be on your P's and your Q's at all times throughout the game, you know, as far as just knowing knowing your responsibility and, and executing at a, at, at a high level because they'll hurt you. You know, they have a, a quarterback who, who's, who can run the ball and throw the ball very, very, very well. And the running backs are, 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 are big lows to, to tackle. And, you know, I, I think the receivers are, are giants. You know, probably the biggest shoes we've played against so far. And, you know, you, we're going to have to, from a defense perspective, be, be at our best. Okay, you bring up a couple of points, uh, Zach, that I want to talk about. And first is Taysom Hill and his ability running the ball, and now he's shown the ability to throw the ball the last three games. What are you more worried about or more focused on uh, when you prepare for a quarterback, a true dual-threat quarterback like Taysom Hill? Um, I think that, you know, from my perspective, as far as being a defensive back, you know, we I like to stress pass first. 
you know, at least containing the pass. But, you know, what I think he does such an excellent job of is not so much his initial reads, but how he maintains like a, like a Johnny Manziel or Tony Romo, where if the play breaks down, I will be able to move around with my feet and extend the play. Therefore, I have to cover a lot longer. And so I think our D line got to do an excellent job trying to contain him as far as, you know, getting pressure on him and then making sure we get him down to where he can't, you know, extend those plays and those drives. Talking with Zach McMillan, Houston cornerback of the undefeated 5-0 and Houston Cougars. Uh, getting back to a question I uh, sort of referenced uh, a minute ago but didn't ask very well. With your schedule, how, how different is it this year knowing you could play in a BCS game if you went out in the conference and, and take down Louisville? Uh, you know, we, <laughs> we try and take it one game at a time. You know, we want to be 1-0 and every week. And so, you know, when you, when you stay 1-0 and every week, then, you know, all the rest of that stuff will take care of itself. And, you know, it's interesting just playing in a new conference where, you know, I played all three of my past years in the conference USA where I knew I was getting out of a SMU. I knew I was getting out of a, a, a Memphis or a Tulane. I knew, I knew the style of play I was going to get. Or as now we're going to this new conference and new schedule where you don't – like, I don't know what I was going to get from BYU if, unless you're watching them on film and on tape. And so, you know, it, it makes you prepare that much harder throughout the week and, and, and knowing what you need to do. Zach, tell me about the huge projection screen inside the Texan Stadium. I hear it's bigger than the one in Jerry's World in Dallas. Can you, can you kind of give our, our listeners an idea of, of how dynamic this, this preview screen or this viewing screen is in the Texan Stadium? Uh, it's huge. It's huge. You know, it's, 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 it's so big that, you know, some of our guys look at it while they're, you know, like they're running in the – uh, score touchdowns. <laughs> look at it while they look at themselves running it in. You know, it's it's huge. I don't know if it's as big as the one in Dallas. I really don't. Apparently, it is. <laughs> it, it, people say it is. Yeah. Like, do you but, catch but yourself looking up at it huge. in the on it's the field? And huge. no, I I don't. I don't. Well, you know, sometimes if I if I make a bad play, I, I try and look and see what I did wrong real quick. But besides that, you know, on the replay. Besides that, I don't. I, I don't have a chance to look at it. Nothing like having your mistake exposed on a ginormous <laughs> television screen. Or your interception shown. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Right? That's yeah. true. When you, yeah, it goes both ways. When you look at the game with BYU, Zach, you guys have won all five games you've competed in. Do you expect to beat BYU? Um, you know, you don't go into any game thinking you're going to lose. You know, you don't go into any game thinking you're going to lose. And I think that in our preparation, we prepare every week, you know, to the best of your ability. Therefore, you know, you, you expect to go in and win a game. So, no, we, 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 we do expect to go in and win. We do. Zach, uh, very quickly, I've been, I've been scouring through different analysts this week and trying to figure out the best food joint in Houston. I'm making the trip down there on Friday, and I, I think I want some barbecue, or, or I'll take a recommendation, but where, should I, where do I have to eat in Houston before I leave? Uh, if you want a barbecue... Uh, our best barbecue place over by our school got shut down. But oh. I would say you need to go to you need to go to Frenchie's. Frenchie? Frenchie's Frenchie's chicken. Frenchie's, Frenchie's chicken. chicken. It's, it's, Done. It's in, they have multiple locations, but it, the mo- the most one popular one is over by our school in Third Ward. Frenchie's. So if I tell them Zach McMillan sent me, will they give me a discount? <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know about that, but uh, you can sure try it. You can sure try it. Tell him, it's worth a try, Tell him right? Tony Levine sent you. Uh, well, yeah, there you go. There you go. Very good. Zach McMillan, 21 solo tackles. That's third on the team. Two interceptions to lead his team. The 5-0 and Houston Cougars host the 4-2 and BYU Cougars this Saturday at Texan Stadium. Zach, thanks for the time, my friend. Thanks for having me. God bless. Okay, God bless. Thanks to uh, Zach McMillan for being on. This is going to be fun. And that, that what can the BYU offense do against this turnover-creating Houston defense? I think it's going to be a fun matchup. It's going to be tremendous. Up next, BYU TV football analyst David Nixon, who is from Texas, College Station. He'll tell us why the BYU defense will be ready for that Houston offense this Saturday. This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is BYU Sports Nation on the BYU Radio Sports Network. BYU Sports Nation rolls on on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. Join us this Saturday for BYU football's first ever matchup with the Houston Cougars. BYU Radio's pregame coverage starts at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. If you like the moving pictures, BYU TV's countdown to kickoff starts at 2.30 p.m. I'll be live in Houston and apparently headed to Frenchie's Barbecue. Thanks to Zach McMillan, cornerback of Houston, who just uh, gave me the tip right there. Um, the game is on BYU Radio and ESPN News at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, 1.30 Mountain, followed by post-game coverage on both BYU Radio and BYU TV. Jeremy, where are you watching the game, man? I'll be watching the game here at the building with 200 Crazy Cougar fans. Uh, as a part of the pre- and post-game festivities. If you would like to be a part of that audience as well, if you're local here in Provo or surrounding area, sign up, uh, reserve a seat on byutv.org slash audience, or just show up if you're eight years and older. It's a, it's a great time. Plus, there's a 27-foot screen that you get to watch the game on. I know it's not the screen at Reliant Stadium. I'm a Reliant K fan, by the way, the, the band. So every time I say Reliant Stadium, I almost say Reliant K Stadium. Should be. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a fun time. If you're at the game, tremendous. If you're not, if you're around here, uh, come to the BYU Broadcasting Building east of the Merritt Center and join us. It's a lot of fun. We're expecting a good turnout of BYU faithful in Houston. Uh, the team travels well wherever they go. You saw that at Virginia, um, and you'll definitely see that in, in Houston. Somebody just tweeted in, what would be really embarrassing is if there were more BYU fans that showed up than Houston fans. I don't. I'm not so sure that would be embarrassing. I, I think that's that'd be to, pretty to Houston awesome. definitely embarrassing. And for that, sure, there's a great possibility that might happen. What if an opposing team came into Lavelle Edwards Stadium and had more fans than BYU? That'd be the worst thing ever. That'd be the end of the world for BYU. We football. barely let in that team up north. We give them a sliver of the northwest corner. <laughs> yeah, you can come, like 500 of you. Oh, BYU in Houston this Saturday, 3:30 Eastern, 1:30 Mountain at Reliance Stadium, where the Texans play in Houston. Let's update the poll results on BYUTVSports.com and weigh in at BYU Sports Nation. What worries you most about this weekend's matchup against Houston? 43%. I'm not worried. Followed by Houston's nation-leading 2.8 turnover margin, and then BYU's first time playing outside of Utah since August 31st. That's 15%. And then uh, Houston's balanced offense attack. And then last but not least, Houston's undefeated record. Let's remind you who they've played while we wait for David Nixon, who will join us. He's from College Station. That, uh, was recruited a little bit by Texas A&M, but committed early to BYU. 
one of BYU's. There's a guy that understands Texas football, the importance of Texas football. It's David Nixon, and we'll we'll ask him what impact this has on recruiting and independence in general. Houston this season joined the American, which is compromise uh, compromised. Composed, really, it is compromised. It is a compromise of the <laughs> kind of old Big East plus the Conference USA teams. So they played powerhouses like Southern at Temple, Rice, Texas San Antonio, and Memphis. Five and zero. Do you fault them for that though? No, but the way they played in those games, I do. Temple, you only win by nine. Rice, you only win by five. You give up 28 points in a win to Texas San Antonio. And then you beat Memphis by 10. Memphis lost to Middle Tennessee, whom BYU crushed. To me, BYU is, is, uh, needs and will win this game by 17-plus. Here's the difference between BYU and Houston. Unless Houston forces a bunch of turnovers. Then it's equal. Yeah. With, with the BYU Cougars being independent, it not only matters that you win, but how you win. Yeah, and Steve Young referenced that when we talked to him a few weeks back. You have to win dynamically with great offense. You got to make people watch you. For Houston, because they're in a conference with a BCS bowl tie, it doesn't matter how you win. And this game against BYU doesn't matter at all, as long as you win. Like, yeah, beating BYU will help you get more votes in the top twenty-five poll, but ultimately in the conference race, it doesn't matter. As long as you win, it doesn't matter how you win. When you're in a conference. And the nation has recognized what we're talking about about Houston. They had not received any votes in the AP poll until this week. They're 5-0. and They received three votes. You know who received one vote behind them? Rutgers, Arizona State in front of them. They're just not getting respect because right now they don't deserve it. Now, if they beat BYU and then they go and beat Rutgers... And Southern Flo- uh, Central South Florida, Florida. Is a good, Central Florida is a good team. Florida. If they go and they're like eight and zero, and they beat Central Florida, and then they go up against Louisville, they're going to have the nation's attention for sure. We now welcome back into the show the Texas Two Step Kid, David Nixon. David, how do you like that nickname, my friend? Texas Two Step Kid. Uh, I guess I've heard worse. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! I'm just shooting off the cuff. You got to, got to help me up. <laughs> 